Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Motorvale and Sydney's Northern Beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers, be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Uh, tonight on the show, wow, what an incredible first week of finals. The preliminary finals are over. Uh, we've gone from six teams to four and there's some incredible games, um, some amazing upsets, some awesome individual performances and I know I've got stacks to talk about so uh, let's get into this. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our preliminary finals wrap. Swaney, what a weekend of action uh, across the board in rugby, mate. Yeah, Burjo, look, if you're a sports fan on the weekend, you wouldn't have got much um, done other than watching sport, I reckon, because it was, you know, racing, Bathurst, um, you know, supercars, then you had the rugby, then you had the the league, the AFL. It was, mate, wall-to-wall sport. Um, I reckon Doritos shares went through the roof. <laughs> mate, I, I don't remember much of a weekend like it. What's amazing to me is how many of my friends enjoy Bathurst. I didn't realise. Yeah, it's it's very popular, isn't it? I I normally I, I'm the um I'm the classic Bathurst uh, viewer where I tune in for the first ten laps and the last ten laps. Normally, <laughs> I, I do I do enjoy the intricacies of supercars, but it takes a lot of commitment. And on the weekend, like we just saw, it was very hard to actually commit to nine hours of, uh, or, or, you know, whatever it is of car racing. So um, just had to get by with my classic 10 laps at the start, 10 laps at the end. But um, it was a cracking weekend of sport, like so good. Mate, it just, just didn't stop all weekend long. The annoying thing about um, Bathurst, of course, was it was won by a Kiwi. Oh, mate, those Kiwis. Yeah, I it's alone. I know, I know. Uh, Next I'll be taking our major horse races and, uh, and you know, but we'll win the Bledisloe Cup back, so that'll be all right. We'll touch on the Bledisloe maybe later in the show this week because we've probably got plenty to say about that. Why don't we appease uh, our listeners and get straight into the incredible weekend of Shoot Shield action, mate. We had a real good chat about this last week and the games were coming up. We knew how good they'd be. Um, we, for the first time, made some tips. I very nearly came away with 0-3. Uh, <laughs> what a moron for underestimating finals footy and underestimating any of the teams uh, in the finals this year. Look, they all put in an incredible performance, didn't they? The three, All three games were rippers mm-hmm. um, and... You know, we we nearly nearly the three um, underdogs knocked off the uh, the favourites in this one. So it was uh, mm. yeah, it was it was an epic weekend of, of action. Saturday double header at Rat Park. Um, you know that was that was a beauty. That that first you know three points separating um, the two the two teams. The, the sorry the four teams in, in the two matches. Yeah, well, the action kicked off um, with Northern Suburbs taking on University. Obviously, uh, we'd seen these teams play not that long ago. Um, University comfortable winners uh, out at Camperdown, um, dominating up front and just playing on the back of that. Uni dominated again up front on the weekend, but they had no answer for the pizzazz of uh, Northern Suburbs' backline. They were simply sensational. 
Um, they cut them to ribbons out wide. Every time Norse got the ball, they scrapped and fought for every bit of possession they could. They still had major problems at the scrum, at the scrum uh, but every crumb they got, um, they used really creatively. And outside of Sinclair, there's just so much firepower. Uh, Beery setting up, uh, you know, Reese Maum, Lokatui, Max Beery getting involved. They just were just awesome. So it was. Um, a really good performance from Norse and a gutsy, gutsy win. They're just such a gritty team, aren't they? They, mm. they just scrap for everything. I was talking to one of the Norse players after the game uh, on the weekend, and I won't name any names, but he said that it was just like picking up chicks at the pub. You hang around long enough, when the music stops, you might find yourself in front, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> closing closing time, mate. It was. It was closing time. They'd got it done at the death. Um and oh, and then they closed it out. They actually closed it out too. Like they, they got in front, you know, at the back end and um and then closed it out like, oh, just brilliantly. But I, I'm I'm just so impressed with the combinations that, that Norths have put together this year and they've managed to keep them relatively consistent through the year, and that's been such a big uh, a big thing for them, particularly in the back line. Yeah, I guess we're giving the back line plenty of lip service and they deserve it. Um, don't underestimate how good the forwards were as well. James Margan, Hugh Sinclair again was just outstanding. We talk about his brother a lot this year, but since Hugh's come back from Waratah's duty, he's just really gone well. Declan Carroll, who's been around the club for a long time in the second row, played really well too, I thought. So, um, mate, just fantastic. Uh, on the flip side, University got to be kicking the dirt like they just outside of the outside of the scrum dominance. It looked like they really didn't have much else to. And obviously their breakdown presence, like it was pretty brutal. But they just didn't really seem to string anything in attack. Yeah, they they just almost it almost looked like they were out enthused, wasn't it? Um, mm. I, I and yeah, you hate to say that you know that any team is out enthused, but in this case, it just looked like. That way, um, I'm sure that they, they that wouldn't be the case. Um, but North yeah. just had that extra that extra ten percent of intensity that you need in that ten in that finals footy. And um, you know, we've spoken about how a lot of the guys in this university team, um, you know, didn't play finals footy last year. Um, you know, there's still mm. quite a few that did, but um, you know, mm. a lot of them didn't. And you know, that that experience probably counted in the end. Yeah, there has been big change throughout the side, but yeah, they just um, they played a lot of footy right into Norse hands, and probably shouldn't have given you know the dominance they still had up front. But um, you know, uh, I guess either side you know could have gone out of that one thinking maybe we're still a chance to make it. But unfortunately for University, they are gone because um, we've had we've had other interesting results uh, following that epic encounter between these two. Mate, I was sitting watching the Eastern Suburbs Eastwood game, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, uh, with a uni um, man. And mm. just it was like watching a, a train crash, a, a car crash unfold very, very slowly for him. He sunk further and okay. further into his chair, further and further into his schooner. He was getting messages from the boys. And it was just one of those, um, you know, really sad sights to watch it like you know I'm sure a lot of people did chuckle at, at watching that um, and seeing uni slide out the back door but um, it was hard to watch when you're sitting with a guy who puts his heart and soul into it all 
and um, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I had to. I had to throw the the arm around him a couple of times and say, "Mate, it'll be okay." That is hard, but let's be honest, we've all been there. Yep, exactly. Every right. single one of us has, has one of those moments. Some of us more frequent than others, uh, and universities enjoyed plenty of success. So you know, he can just go and cry back into next year's annual, last year's annual report, and remember <laughs> they didn't, they did win the comp. Um, so I, you know, I love it. I think that's what the comp's all about. People getting generally upset and crushed when the team doesn't win and absolutely elated like the Norse boys were um, after their win and so they should be. It was a tremendous game, uh, full of passion and a real boil over, like in, in the truest sense of the word, I, I felt. Um, the next game, uh, cab off the rank, or the next game straight after uh, that epic encounter with um, a lot to live up to was Gordon and Ramwick. Uh, it finished Gordon 15 Ramick 14, unbelievable. I mean, before this game, uh, you and I had completely written off Ramwick. Uh, thought they'd have no chance. They conceded 80-odd points the week before. Um, and, you know, they turned up and gave Gordon almighty fright, didn't they? Oh, big time. Uh, you know, and Sydney Uni might have had it, uh, early beers in this case because Gordon looked all but gone in the back end of this game. Um oh. And they mate, just 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 hung on, didn't they? Thanks to probably, and and it's I hate to say it, thanks to probably um, Ramwick handing it to them. I don't think Gordon won this game. I think Ramwick lost it, mate. Hundred and ten percent, and not just in the final moments. Like they were dropping balls with the line open. Like it was just all Ramwick all day, and. Oh, boy, I feel bad for Benny McCormick because he's got the side ready for a really good performance and they bottled it, I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. They had it. They had it. Um, you know, uh, poor old David Vey has given away two very ordinary penalties in that game, one early on and then one late on, which really gave Rodney Iona the, the points to, to, to ice the game. Um, I will pay credit, obviously, to Gordon. For, you know, they won the match. Um, the defence, again, was outstanding. Um, Ramwick. You know, even though we, they bombed a couple of tries, uh, uh, Gordon pushed them back a number of times. I think they're the best defensive side, the best breakdown side I've seen the competition this year, Gordon. And, and on a bad day for them, um, I think it got them over the line. Yeah, and I think you you need those performances when you're going to go on to, to win a premiership. You need to be able to grind games out. Gordon, yeah. I don't think have had too many of those this year from memory. They haven't. They've, they've, they've smashed a lot mm-hmm. of teams. Uh, they lost that one against North. But they haven't had to really, you know, put in a grinding performance um, to grind out a victory too often. Uh, so to have to do that in a in a um, you know a, a finals uh, at finals time, um, you know, that, I'm sure that Darren Coleman was very proud of his team to be able to put in that sort of performance and still come away with a victory. Oh, the amount of five-minute scrums Ramwick had in that period and still couldn't score was incredible. Um, it was just. Um, yeah, surprising. I mean, I, I had a quick interaction with uh, Darren Coleman after the game on Messenger, and he just sort of said, "Look, I'm not sure if it was finals, uh, finals fever. You know, maybe got the better of him. Obviously, so you got to put yourself in Gordon's position. Although they've got such quality and, and people like Darren are experienced in finals times, the club 
is somewhat new on the scene, uh, you know, and, and stepping into a finals-type environment when, you know, you see your whole season starting to go online. You've had such a good year, but from here on in, it's a completely different competition. So there might be a little bit of that in it, maybe just a flat day. Who knows? I mean, Darren didn't seem to really know until he probably had reviewed the game. But um, it felt for the first time on the weekend like, like Gordon were a little bit back in the pack and oh, it just seems like the thing's bloody wide open now. Yeah, the, the weight of expectation, really, I think is something mm. that can't be underestimated in this situation. And yeah. the whole year, everyone said, Gordon's the team to beat, Gordon's the team yeah. to beat. And even when they got beaten, everyone still said, Gordon's yeah. still the team to beat. And um, I still do. <laughs> yeah, I, st- I still absolutely still do. They've still got the cattle. They've got the, the team to do it. Yeah. Um, it. It sets up some cracking games this weekend, but... It was, uh, it, yeah, it was that grinding performance. Um, I, I reckon DC would have loved to to see that from his team, um, be able to put that that sort of performance on the paddock. Um, you know, Randwick bottled it. There's no doubt about it. But mm. um, Gordon come away with the the win, uh, and and they they stay alive. They march on. It was uh, it was a crazy old finish to that game. And uh, yeah, Rod Iona with the with the calm nerves to be able to slot that penalty goal as well. Uh, it was right in front, but you still got to kick it right. Yeah, you do. How good was Gerald Skelton for Ramwick? Oh, he's a beast, he was isn't he? Outstanding. I hope we get to see more of him in 15s because he was absolutely awesome. Um, really dynamic. You know, he laid on that that last try for Ramwick uh, with ease, and uh, he was a menace all game. Very, very impressive. Yeah, just a tremendous talent, that bloke. And you're right, I do hope we see more of him in 15s, but he, he is a member of that Australian 7 squad, probably go to the Olympics next year. Uh, I hope he does because he's the sort of guy who can win you a gold medal. Um, but, I, yeah, I do hope that after after he's had his um, campaign with the 7s, he does consider coming back because, like, a big-bodied, number eight, skillful guy, um, you know, he's he's got... Absolutely cracking pace for such a big guy as well. He's kind of got it all, I reckon, that, that guy, Jarrell Skelton. Yeah, he does seem like the uh, complete package. And, yeah, I think, uh, as you say, he's probably want to be concentrating on sevens next year. Hopefully we get some uh, delayed Olympics and uh, puts us right in the mix for that. But, uh, mate, we'll move on to the final, uh, preliminary final from the weekend. Again, out at Rats, all our finals by the grand final are going to be at Rat Park this year. Um Eastern Suburbs coming into the finals in second spot, uh, taking on Eastwood in fifth. Uh, the Woodies, though, have trumped uh, the Beasties, 29-20. to 20. Uh, We both had East picked um, heading into this one. We just thought, you know, maybe their squad uh, was as strong as it had been in, in a long time and maybe just a disappointment in previous years' finals campaigns. They haven't quite got it done was enough to break the ice, but unfortunately for the Beasties, it just wasn't on Saturday, and they just came up against an Eastwood side that played pretty practical footy. I think the conditions favoured the Woodies. Um, they've got a very good all-round game, got a good pack, they kick well, and in Mark Knowing and Atasi, they've got a real point of difference, don't they? Yeah, I mean, he's a star. We've known that for a while now. Um, you know, he, he's he's kind of flown under the radar in terms of stars in this, in this competition, but uh, really stood out on the weekend, um, and yeah, I feel like East were just flat, weren't they? I guess when you're coming yeah. off, it, it, it's a bit like some of the performances we've seen from a team like Souths on the weekend. Uh, it, you know, you know, this year, I mean, they mm. they would have a really up week, 
and then fall flat the next week. I think East did the same thing this time around. Yeah, um, but they they come in off six on the trot, like they were firing, and they just smashed Randwick. And I guess we we're all expecting them to to just front up, but as you know, uh, finals footy, mate. It's just a different cat. And and if there's a club that knows how to win finals oh. matches, it's Eastwood, right? East East aren't that team. Eastwood, no, it's Eastwood. It is, it is. I thought the two halves were fantastic, Grant and um, Gonzalez. Uh, really impressed with Angus Bell, fullback for the Woodies. I think he looks like a very good talent. So, um, yeah, it was a good game, but um, sort of went tit for tat early on. Um, East got a couple of tries after Woodies did, but that, knowing Natasi just taking bombs, running the length, he was everywhere. And then Woodies just sort of pushed away with about 20 to go. I think they're up about 29-15 and just controlled the match too well. I mean, um, East scored late, but uh, it was all she wrote. So, uh, you know, the good thing for the Beasties is they will get another opportunity this week. Um, They will have to take on the Stags. I don't recall many sides getting the bonus um, of staying in after losing week one winning in the second week in many memories. I know this well because Manly's lost twice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I hope, I'm, I guess Paulie is, uh, Paulie Arcee to Moipi, I was hoping that the Beasties can buck that trend against the Stags this weekend. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, I, I mean, gee, it's a tantalising matchup, isn't it? 1v2, the finish of the season. It, it, was, yeah. so, it was so tight at the top, but uh, it, it does mean that we're going to see um, – you know, a, a team potentially win the Shoot Shield this year that we mightn't have seen the last few years. Eastwood is still in it, obviously, but um, yeah, and Norths. But um, yeah, look, I, you know, the, the chance. Well, Woody's haven't won from since twenty fifteen against Manly. Then Norths twenty sixteen. But yeah, it's yeah. Mate, I I I mean, we've had open comps before. Twenty seventeen was pretty open, but twenty seventeen Moringa were a very strong side. Um, obviously, um. You know, there's usually one or two, right, that really stick out. Gordon has been that one this year that has stuck out, but now it just feels incredibly open. Uh, Everyone's getting a few injuries. I think the uni factor now is gone with the scrum. I suspect Eastwood may have probably the strongest scrum going around at the moment. Gordon's has had its problems, Um, so it's Norse, but they all just seem to to even themselves out. But um, it's very exciting, isn't it? Oh yeah, and and, I'm, and you're right. The, I think the Woody's front row in particular, like Gillespie, Craig, you know, mm. Sheriff, um, they've been so uh, they've been so good this year. Um, you know, provide such a, a strong platform, and then uh, you know, Anstey, he's, he's got X Factor, right? Um, yeah, he does. As, as a as a lock, like he's a guy who you probably could put on the wing. Um, mm. He's playing lock this year, and then Tao and uh, Murphy and. Co as your back row, like yeah, it's those, very complete. It is. It's just got all. It's just got all the little. It, it's the sum of all parts, isn't it, for them? Mm, uh, rather mm. than rather than any um, you know individuals, and yeah. um, and Gonzalez and Edmed this year as well have been so um, you know so, such a, a controlling. Uh, halves pairing. They they like to control games. Edmund with his kicking game. Gonzalez, we know he can run it from the base, but he's he's got such good service as well. Uh, yeah. And then you know Anderson in the in the centres with Muliufi, Knox, big Knox. He's a he's just a big lump of a guy. Uh, mm. Like it's 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 yeah. Um, I, I really like 
and it's been a team that we haven't seen a lot of this year because they haven't really been on too many um, TV or clutch games, have they? So yeah, I was going to say they've got that element of mystery no. about them a little bit. They do. They've just sort of hung in there, and I don't know why we'd ever not, you know, think Eastwood were going to be a, a side that's going to come through, but they're just looking really composed. And as you say, in terms of a balanced side, um, they might right now be the most balanced. I don't know. I can't say that. I mean, Gordon, I think if Gordon get a dry pack, a patch on the weekend and they get their ball moving from the ruck and their back's unleashed, I still think they're the best team going around. They're just, their attack's been lethal. But, um, yeah, Eastwood just seemed to be just, just hovering around. And, you know, uh, as we look to this weekend's games, um, Gordon and East. I don't know what is happening here with the scheduling. They're playing at one thirty on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I I don't know why that is actually either. Um, no idea. But we'll be we'll be calling that game. Uh, on I think the radio. there's been some dramas with uh, trying to align all the Gordon sides and maybe a couple of the I don't know. Scheduling's a bloody nightmare this time of the year. I do sympathise with with volunteers, but uh, that just seems like a very strange time um, for a first grade final. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, but I, I'll tell you what, like, if you can get down to, to Rat Park, I don't know um, what the ticket situation is like, but, you know, one thirty on a, on a Saturday is actually not too bad, is it? You could, um, you know, go have some lunch somewhere and then wander on down to uh, Rat Park and then um, make your way back home and it's still daylight. So... Well, we'll get down there early, mate, because the Marlins are taking on the Beasties in second grade. That's a that's a big match. Oh, to it, yeah, absolutely. I will be there early. I'll be there for that game, so I look forward to that. Yeah, so Easter got their ones and twos uh, fighting out on Saturday, and then we're back at Rat Park on Sunday with an all traditional time of three o'clock, Northern Suburbs um, against Eastwood. Geez, another another epic game. Um, yeah. Got any tips for me, mate? Well, I think Norths and Eastwood met in a elimination final a couple of years back from memory. I think it was actually it might have even been the year that Norths won it. And oh no, no, you know what? It was the year that it was the year that the Rats won. It was twenty seventeen, and they played in the elimination final. Everyone was all over Eastwood because Norths had kind of limped in, but then Norths ended up making the final. Yeah, it was 17. Eastwood had beaten Manly early. They came through. They very nearly beat Norse, but Norse just had a blitzing period in that game and finished over the top. I remember that game at North Sydney Oval. Yeah, it was a ripping uh, game from memory. It was a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eastwood very nearly won that, that match. But, uh, yeah, they've had some good games um, over the years, so that should be a great watch for, for the neutral. Yeah. Mate, um, we got to do it this week. Who's playing in the grant? Who's playing in the grand final? Gordon East, who you got? Uh, I'm going to say Gordon. I'm going to say oh, yeah. Gordon. I'm going to oh, say yeah. Gordon. I, I just reckon. Uh, I reckon they'll they got their scare, and now they're going to be too good. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm going to say Gordon through to the GF, and deservedly so if they can uh, show up on Saturday. Uh, Norse and Woodies, mate. Where are you going? I'm going with Norths. I stuck with I was stuck with them last week. I tipped them against Sydney University last week, and uh, you, very proud you of myself. You did tip them last week, yeah. I, I didn't pay you due credit there. You did tip <laughs> Northern Suburbs. So I, I didn't. Um, I don't know why I, I'm not going to tip them again. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I think I think I should st- I should ke- look if they win. 
um, they can, you know, pay credit to the fact that I've kept consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon, and then and then I reckon it sets up what could be one of the best grand finals we'll see in a very long oh, time. Oh well, actually, you know what? I would love to see a Gordon Norse Derby grand final. It would be so good. Uh, but look, I am going to give. Oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's, let me think splinters about this. Bird, you got splinters there, mate. You need the need to get the tweezers out. Sitting on you the know bed. What? You know what? I think I'm going to go Norse. I think I see it now. I just, I think, as you say, Duffy's been exceptional. Sinc- uh, Sinclair and Bury, um, oh, but then the Woody Scrum might finish. I, mate, I couldn't call that one. I think it's much more difficult to call that one than Gordon East, personally. Extra time, extra time on Sunday, Arvo. Maybe, maybe. Look, let's just make it interesting. I'll go Woods. I'm going for a Gordon Woods GF. You're going for a Gordon Norse GF. Yeah. Uh, but mate, I just can't wait to watch both games. It's if it's anything like last weekend, it's just going to be fantastic. And how good's this year been? I know that it's everyone's, you know, it's been a shortened year, um, but it's just meant that every game has meant something. And I, I, yeah. I bang on about that a little bit, but yeah. it, it really, it really has rung true this year. And I, I feel like that's been a really good thing for the game because um, rugby has uh, not not necessarily shoot shield, not ne- not shoot shield at all, but rugby in general has. Um, struggled to capture imagination sometimes through just sheer volume and um, mm. I like the fact that it was a shortened year um, and, uh, and and I reckon less is more in this situation and um, it's uh, yeah I like I like the fact that games really mean something mate no asterisks this year for me mate this is a, this is a fair income comp whoever wins this so I don't think anyone's ever going to begrudge them for you know a shortened season or a different odd year I just think I think every club will attest that we're going to get a fair income champion um, out of all the teams that are left standing and it's really exciting to have such an open competition oh absolutely could not agree more and I'm pumped for Saturday and Sunday I'll be calling with clutch on Saturday and then Sunday I'll be on the couch. Um and probably beer in hand, I reckon. Beautiful, mate. I'll be very similar to you. Um, mate, that's the shoot shield wrap up. We might have a quick chat about uh oh the blender's low, mate. We did get that Kiwi response as we'd anticipated. It was fast and furious and very aggressive. Um it was uh look, I I felt coming out of that game, New Zealand certainly fire and brimstone early, but I feel like the final score could have been about 27-17, if you know what I mean. We probably, you know, left a few tries out there and didn't maybe capitalise on a few things. But, you know, I'm not too disheartened after the weekend yourself. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I actually think that if, you know, Marika Corabetti or Brandon Payne-Gramosa score those tries just after, so the score had gotten out to, I think it was 20 points to seven at that point. And mm. if one of them scores the try there, it's 20 plays 14. It's a different ball game. And the All Blacks really, for it was the 15 minutes after halftime, that that's when they really put the foot on the gas. And for the rest of the game, the Aussies stayed with them, mate. Like I, yeah, they did. I feel like the biggest thing, the biggest moment in that game for the Wallabies was losing Matt Tamua because what that did is it, it took off a really calm and composed head for one, defensively and in attack. But also it just, just made guys rethink their roles a little bit. You saw Banks starting to have to come in and play first mm-hmm. receiver a few times, and that's just not his go. 
Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it just disrupted the juju a little bit for, for the Wallabies and they've got now two weeks to work on that because it looks like Matsumo could be out for a long time, which is a massive loss, if you ask me. I feel, I feel like he's been the unsung hero in that back line. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's been excellent. I, I've sort of, oh, I've always had a funny view of Tamu. I've always viewed him as a player that would come on, looks tidy, makes a huge hit, goes off injured, you know, <laughs> and you just seem yeah. to be always the same. But this year he looked exceptional, but here we are, you know, he's two games, he, he's injured again. He's just, he's, I don't, you don't like to become known as that player, but he just, he sort of has been in and out. It's, Going to be very interesting to see what they do selection-wise for the final blitters, though, because we're on death row. Um, it's been, you know, very exciting. I think the Kiwi public have really enjoyed this version of Australia. Um, I think we'll get one of these tests. I just hope it's the next one because a decider in Australia for a blitters, though, would just be, God, a gift from the gods in this year, wouldn't it? God, oh, it'd be the tonic, wouldn't it? It'd just be oh. the, the, the proper tonic that everyone needs. Uh, and, oh, look... I think that you're right. The selection the selections are going to be crucial this time around. Do they go with Lolaseo and move O'Connor sideways? Do they, um, you know, bring, move Hunter Paisami in and bring um, Pataya into the starting team? I mean, there's all sorts of um, combinations that you could throw up. I saw yeah. Wayne Smith writing about maybe bringing Hamish Stewart into the setup so that he can play 12. But I, I, I don't know that he's ready for Test football, but um, it's and you'd be probably throwing him to the wolves there with Jack Goodhue and uh, the yeah. like bearing down your bearing down your neck. So yeah, it's um it's going to be uh, you know a very interesting couple of weeks. But I honestly don't think that the Wallabies are that far away. Having watched that performance again twice now on the weekend, I mean they slipped off so many tackles. You can't miss forty tackles and win a Test match, mm-hmm. and you no. can't. You can't drop the ball as many times as they did as well or try to throw Hail Mary offloads. They've got to take all that out of their game. Those are easy fixes, though. Um, I think the systemic, um, you know, failures that we've seen of the Wallabies um, over the last few years, I think that's a thing of the past. I feel like this team's a team that everyone can get behind. I think the bones are there. The scrum's good. The line improved dramatically. Um, James Slipper's an outstanding scrummager. Really gave his opposite some grief early on in that test match. Uh, didn't finish well, which will be an issue that they need to look at. I, I think you're right. I think the forwards will stay pretty similar. I think the back selection is going to be very interesting. James O'Connor's a steady hand, but really needs some more variation and attack, don't we? Yeah, and I reckon Noel Olaseo could bring that if he's if he's brought so. into if he's brought into. I mean, Noel Olaseo looks thing, like yeah. he looks like a, a a sort of a different version of Richie Moanga, doesn't he? At he times. does. He does playing Super Rugby, and I reckon you could almost fight fire with fire there. Bring uh, Noah in, put him in the ten jersey. You, you put O'Connor next to him because then he can, you know, shoulder a lot of that load as well. Um, do you need to look at fullback? Um, do you bring Pataya into 13 and or, or do you leave? I mean, Paisami's been outstanding, I thought, the first two tests. Um, yeah, I'm okay with Paisami. I think Lolaseo into 10. I'll put O'Connor at 12. Um, you know, I think O'Connor's a good player, but I just think we need something more at 5'8". Like, he's steady, but in the attacking zone, we just need something creative, you know, whether it's a flick pass. Or, I mean, O'Connor's got a good step on him, but... As we know, Lolaseo has got the full range of tricks and, and kicking game. Um, I think Cora Betty had a pretty ordinary game on the weekend, but you can strike that one off. 
you know, given we know how good he is. I mean, I'm amazed he didn't finish that try, given how well he finished the other try on the outside hand in Bledisloe 1, uh, decides to carry it on the inside and gets bloody held up. But he just seemed like he was a bit sixes and sevens. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think also one other thing is the finishers need to be impactful off the bench. They need to be guys that are fuller running. I just think uh, it's just been so high-octane both games and full of guys that are just chewing up the metres and the All Blacks bench is, is awesome. It's just as good as their starters. It really is. You're right. They're, they're, they're 1 to 23. They're, they're awesome. We, we probably probably do lack that a little bit. You're right. I feel, I feel like Jake Gordon. Just um, power, you know. just need power. Yeah, I feel like Jake Gordon probably sometimes caught in two minds. Um, mm. You know, I'd like to see him take the line on a little bit more, um, yeah. snipe around the edges a little bit. Um you know, it would be interesting to see what Tate McDermott could have could have provided um, in in those situations because that's that's his real that's his go. But uh, I'd, I'd be happy to give him another crack. I, I thought um, I thought Ned Hannigan had a really good game. Um, there was a couple of moments where he and, and you know you can pick them out very obviously the moments that he would probably like to have again, but the moments that were outstanding I thought were really outstanding. Um, that's good to see from Ned. He's a guy who's probably going to give the game away at one point, I reckon. Um, he was battling that concussion all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's it's good to see him, you know, be rewarded with a fairly good performance. But Liam Wright is right there in the wings, isn't he? And um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from Liam Wright as well when he came off the bench. Um, yeah, so. he got a little bit starstruck, I think. Uh, his first carry got the ball ripped off him by Aaron Smith and he was a little bit – I mean, he made a couple of nice turnovers, but uh, I think his level of expectation to test footy might have been uh, maybe maybe a little short. But, you know, it's, it's a big adjustment. Oh, it sure is. And he's a guy of the future, right? We've got – you know, I thought Harry Wilson for a guy who was – Probably on the Brasco for most of the two days beforehand. Um, yeah. uh, came out and, and put in a huge performance. Um, again, he's a, he's a guy that we, you can build the team around. Um, yeah. And, and like you, you, you carry. I thought I thought Brandon Payne Ramosa, his set piece was good, much improved, and around the park he just he just added a little bit more. Uh, I think Slafanger so. did the week before. Yeah. So I'd yeah. like to. I'd be happy to keep him again as well. Yeah, I think BPA is a bit more all-rounder. You know, he offers more in the wide channels and attack. I, mean, I know Falafang is an absolute beast, and you know, but that's a good bench position. We need we need that strength off off the pine. So uh, that'll be interesting. I, I will again agree with you um, on Hannigan because I had been watching him closely in Super Rugby. He's a much maligned figure in uh, particularly New South Wales and club circles. And I don't – I mean, he's an easy target, big, blonde-haired bloke, and, you know, uh, he probably got up to the top level pretty quickly and maybe some people might not have thought he'd earned it. But having watched Super Rugby this year, he was exceptional um, and I understood why he got selected and I wasn't surprised when he played well on the weekend because he'd been playing exceptionally well. I thought as a number six, it was, a you know, more of a natural number six I've seen since Scott Fardy in the back row, sort of, you know, making critical line-outs, running in the loose, um, he made a couple of silly penalties uh, in that one period there, but they got the turnover back. So I think uh, big kudos to Ned, and uh, looks like he's got his head switched on and, and and really into it, which is great for him. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Every word you said there, I agree with, I, and I am glad to see him back enjoying his footy and um, and and playing well. And and you're right, he, he, probably, he was probably picked a little bit early in his career, right? Yeah, and, yeah he was. It wasn't um, his fault. People, it's just a system that we've lamented before. Uh, uh, you know, that it is what it is. You know, it's just difficult. 
Exactly, exactly. So no, I uh, tip the hat to Big Ned Hannigan. Hope he uh, hope he can put in another performance similar to that one in a couple of weeks. So two weekends' time, what are we looking at in terms of crowd? You know better than I would. Um, I think they're around 40,000 um, they're allowed, I think, which is pretty good. I'd be yeah, happy with good. that. So, um, yeah, at, at ANZ, um, which would be good. And then they head to Brisbane where I think it's pretty much a – I think it's like a 75% crowd or something, isn't it? So mm. up in Queensland. Um, so I think it'll be a uh, – I think it'll yeah, be a great couple of weeks. Um, I hope that, uh, yeah, we can jag that first one and, and make it a series decider in Brisbane because everyone loves playing at Suncorp. Um, the Wallabies love playing there. Uh, the Bledisloe Cup on the line. It'd just be uh, it'd cap off a weird year, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be awesome. I mean, kind of. I think we want the vocal support in this next game to just get us to that decider. But look, if we can pull something out in Sydney, uh, game on. I saw a few of the Wallabies back in town today and Man- at Manly. I saw Hoops and Hodgie, and uh, I think I saw Dane Hale at Petty doing some sprints on Manly Oval. So the boys are. Fired up, ready to go, not taking too much uh, downtime. They're they're into it. He, he's a guy who is sort of a little bit of the forgotten man, isn't he? Dane Hale at Petty. Um, is he, he's coming back from injury still? I think, yeah, I or... think he was still carrying a bit of an injury. But Banks yeah. got that first crack at fullback. I wonder whether Rennie considers him uh, this time around just for mm. – he's, he's just a little more assured at the back maybe. I don't know. Banks definitely adds the X factor. It's, there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. But uh, DHP is a solid footballer. Um, so, yeah, oh, look, it's it's going to be a couple, great couple of weeks of storylines. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see which way he goes. Uh, quick word on Caleb Clark, mate. Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. I've, uh, well, you know, all my um, rugby league mates are going, geez, these Bollabies can't tackle. I said, mate, I don't know so many people in rugby league could tackle that Caleb Clark. He is a freak. Oh yeah, didn't he pull out full Hulk strength beast mode on uh, oh on God. the weekend? The um the bump that he puts on Hunter Paisami, like oh. you felt you felt that in, in South Auckland. It was um it was oh. unbelievable. It's the size um, of his backside. He's just enormous. Yeah, well, he's remember his old man, or Ronnie Clark, used to have to pull the shorts up really high to fit over his thighs. Yeah, and uh, he's having to do the same thing. Uh, it was great to see his dad in the crowd. Look, you know what? That was I'm, fantastic. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't like. So it really makes me sick sometimes. The and I'm. I'm. This. I'm putting my gold jersey on here. My gold eye glasses on. Um, it makes me sick sometimes. All the the hullabaloo and all the sort of, you know, the almost the godlike figures that they turn the All Blacks into. Um, but loved seeing. You know the crowd cheering for a Ronnie Clark when he saw himself on the big screen, and um, and I, I love seeing Caleb Clark. You know, put, put in the performance he did. He's a humble kid. Um, mm. He's got his head screwed on his shoulders. I remember watching him play as an eighteen-year-old a couple of years ago at the Brisbane Tens, and he got actually player of the tournament, I think. And we thought this kid's a star of the future. He was playing for the Blues at the time. And uh, and he finally makes his test debut last week. Comes out and puts it in a performance like he did on the weekend. It was just beast mode. It was awesome. I, I I reckon he can be he can be a global superstar. And that's rugby hasn't really got that guy at the moment. I mean, I don't know, Chester no. Colby maybe, um, but maybe Mate, not. He, yeah, he he looked like Marshawn Lynch. He looked like beast mode. Like it was just 
awesome. And yeah, it was a great moment with his old man and, and the family. And he seems like a, a really nice kid. So uh, yeah, good thing for the All Blacks, but maybe not so good for us. But, but. I, I was actually, I was talking with some of the guys at work during the week and we were all saying, geez, I hope they don't pick Caleb Clark start because he, oh, he yeah. looks awesome. And mate, the, our worst fears came true. Yeah. It was, uh, he was too good. I think that was always going to happen. Oh, well, mate, they're going to be uh, very, very hard to stop, as we know, but uh, really looking forward to Bledisloe 3 and certainly looking forward to Shoot Shield, uh, the penultimate weekend ahead of us. Uh, you enjoy the footy out there, mate. I'll hopefully catch you around the traps and we'll have a chat next week. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Enjoy it. Thanks, Wayne.